What's going on, everybody? Tyler here with another Thought Load Thursday for you. Uh, today, I want to chat about a cool little topic I was doing some reading on uh, recently after I heard about it in uh, a few books uh, that I had read over the last couple uh, couple months, um, and that's, that's social capital. And doing a little bit of digging online, um, finding socialcapitalresearch.com was a, a great resource for there's there's a it's pretty wide topic uh that that uh here and um it's it's interesting how many different ways you can approach it how many definitions there are history behind it social capital theory a lot a lot of cool stuff um that you guys can check out if you uh find it interesting and, and choose to do so but um mainly looking at the definition uh they say here on on the website that the commonalities of most definitions of social capital are that they're focused on social relations that have productive benefits. Pretty straightforward. Now there's a variety of definitions. There's a lot of research over the last a long time back. Like I think the first few things I saw was 18th, 19th century uh, is when this idea, this uh, term was first being used and explored and, and, um, people have been doing research on it, but some of the the most common things here that they talk about is that, that social capital is about the value of social networks, bonding, similar people and bridging between diverse people with norms of reciprocity. Uh, Sander, who is a, a researcher in the field, uh, stated that the folk wisdom that more people get their jobs from who they know rather than what they know turns out to be true. And other researchers, Adler and Kwan, in 2002, identified that the core intuition guiding social capital research is that the goodwill that others have toward us is a valuable resource. As such, they define social capital as the goodwill available to individuals or groups. Its source lies in the structure and content of the actor's social relations its effects flow from the information, influence, and solidarity it makes available to the actor. Other researchers, Decker and Uslaner in 2001, posited that social capital is fundamentally about how people interact with each other. So there's a wide variety of ways that you can look at it. Uh, but from a big, you know, 30,000 foot view, um, I think what I started off with is the social relations that have productive benefits is probably the biggest overarching way that you can look at social capital uh, and and what it means. So first question I want to ask is, is why should we increase our social capital? Why is this an important concept? Why is this an important thing? Well, looking at the statement from Adler and Kwan that had identified, or sorry, excuse me, Sander uh, stated that more people get jobs, you know, it's, it's, it's about who, you know, rather than what, you know, you know, building those relationships, getting to the point to where people know that they can work with you or they see that you've had specific experiences that kind of formulate the person that they're looking for, for a certain position is going to be a lot more valuable than just bullet points on a resume. Right? So and I've directly experienced that through, uh, you know, the golf course world, working for some pretty prominent um, golf courses and and superintendents, you know, in their own right, with just their experience and, and their individual resumes. 
when you can lock in and get with people um, that are leaders in the industry and you, know, you show good work ethic, you're personable and uh, you kind of just jive with their culture and their organization, it's going to be easy for you to tap into their social networks and have it be uh, reciprocated easily if you're looking for a job in a different state or something else opens up that they think that you would be a good fit for and they know somebody high up in that company or that golf course or something, um, your your uh, application is probably going to go to the top of that list. And I mean, for me, I experienced that back when I was in high school, you know, working at Oak Hill Country Club in Rochester, when the uh, superintendent there found out that I was going to Ohio State for undergraduate for turf grass science. Uh, he had worked with the superintendent at Muirfield Village Golf Club in Dublin, Ohio. And he was like, well, if you're planning on working in, you know, while you're in school, uh, you basically will have a job at this place. Like, I'll just call call him up and be like, hey, got a guy coming. <laughs> you know, he, he's good. He knows what's going on. And, uh, you know, love it if you could help him out. So that that right there, just direct reflection of what social capital is. And, and how it can work for you. So um, that, that's definitely one reason why we should increase it. Another one is just to be able to learn more and understand more about other people, other backgrounds, other you know industries that might be uh, interesting to us, right? By, by being part of a social group or, or being able to converse with others, uh, we can broaden our own horizons, right? You know, one of the, the cool things I'm, I'm seeing right now is in forming a student advisory committee for um, my master's research project is you don't necessarily want to have every, you know, you don't want to have people on that committee that are directly related just to the area that you are studying. You know, there could be some specific pieces of your research or of your project that somebody else is is more uh, of an expert at. A good example is um, there's a PhD student I was talking with that had uh, he was doing something with I don't know if it was soybeans or tomatoes or some some type of field crop potentially, but they were doing some uh, research on bringing it into a greenhouse environment, right, and in a into a controlled environment and seeing. Um, I don't know exactly remember what their questions were, but. They were, they were taking a field crop out of the field and trying to, to manipulate it to do things to it in, in a greenhouse environment. And so he put somebody on his advisory committee that is just an expert in controlled greenhouse environments and manipulating those environments to see different outcomes with different plants. Now, this person doesn't really have a background in agriculture per se. They are more of an expert when it comes to controlled environment studies. And so tapping into that person's expertise there, this student was able to gain a whole lot more knowledge to help his his research. So again, just another good, good concrete example of what a, a social capital um, increasing that or, or being part of a social uh, group network system, whatever it is that you want to call it, um, can have a good benefit. Um, another thing of why we should increase it is just to increase the amount of opportunities that we have, you know, the more people that, that, you know, and you talk with at a, at a high level, um, 
you know, things can pop up that somebody could ask them, Hey, you know, I'm really looking for somebody that could do, you know, X and by you being a part of that person's group or network that you talk with every so often, you might be the first name that comes to their mind when they're talking with somebody you've never met before. And that can open a whole new door for you. Right. You know, again, another way to another reason why we should increase is just to build more relationships. Um, you know, I, one thing that I think I talked about a few weeks ago is you just, you never really know what the outcome of taking a little extra time, you know, today or tomorrow and talking with somebody could have, you know, five, 10, 15 years down the road, right? Good example there is when I was an undergraduate student, uh, there was a, a PhD student there that that um, was in the same same field as me. And I was able to build a relationship with him, get to know him really well. I, he was kind of the go-to guy I went to to help me with, with any schoolwork or understanding things uh, conceptually and stuff. And you just spent a lot of time building, building that relationship. Um, you know, when I was an undergraduate student, which was, you know, eight years ago now, and fast forward to a few weeks ago, you know, by building that relationship, then, then I was awarded this opportunity to be able to go back to, to school to basically, I don't want to say bypass an application system because I still had to do all that stuff, but it was pretty much if, if you want to do this, like, come on, come on in and, you know, we'll, I'll be your advisor and we'll go, go from here. So just, it's cool knowing, cause back then, obviously I wasn't thinking about, oh man, I could get, I could have a really cool opportunity eight, you know, 10, 10 years from now from this, this guy that I built a relationship with then. So it's just an all-encompassing, really cool, um, I don't want to say theory because it's pretty much a, a proven topic uh, of social capital, but it, it's just a cool area to look at um, just to see what we can, what we can do now and, and what we can improve now to, to help us, you know, a few weeks from now, month, a couple of years, in my case, eight years um, cause you never know what, what's going to happen there. But the one important thing to remember with social capital and, and getting involved in, in some social networks and, and, and chatting with people more and building those relationships is, is it's a two way street, right? You know, if you want to be a part of a great, you know, group of, of thinkers or people that can open doors for you later in life or whatnot, you have to be able to bring something to the table too, right? I don't think most people are going to just on a whim spend their time with you if they don't see something or if you don't bring value to them. So when thinking about social capital, it's important to think about, okay, what value can I add? What what am I an expert in or you know, self-proclaimed expert in? that I could help somebody else out that is also helping me out. I think it's important to always think of what we can give before what we can take or what we can get out of a situation or a group or another person. So I think with that, 
that's all I wanted to say on social capital there. It's a cool topic. There's a lot of research out there. Uh, that would be an extremely long episode if we went into all that stuff. But uh, if it's a cool concept, definitely check it out. I think a good place to start, like I said, was socialcapitalresearch.com. A uh, lot of good stuff there and, and it, some other things that I definitely want to go down a couple more rabbit holes here to, to read a little bit more about because I really do think it is an important topic, something that we should be thinking about when when we're just out and about, you know, on a bus, in in work meetings or at work conferences or something rather than just sitting in our own little world waiting for the day to go by, you know, see who you can talk to, see I mean, you never know what that relationship can come to many years from now. So in closing up here, share a cool quote from Tanner Colby with you from one of his books. He says, you are the sum total of the people you meet and interact with in the world. Whether it's your family, peers, or coworkers, the opportunities you have and the things that you learn all come through doors that other people open for you. So that, I hope you guys have a great week, great rest of your Thursday, and we'll see you next week on Thought Load, and as always, begin the duel, win the day.